any moment now. Let me have a wee look and see. Ah, uh, yay, here's Jenny coming into the room and just changing those settings. Uh, <laughs> Jenny, I'm so sorry. I um, didn't promote you to the panelist. I allowed you to talk. So let me make you a panelist and we're in. Lovely to see a bunch of you in the um, in here listening away. And hi, Jenny, how are you going? I'm really good. How are you doing today? Good. I'll just turn up my sound. I can't hear you very well. Is that better? Yay! That's great. How are you going? I am really good. How are you today? Good, thank you very much. I've had a few internet dramas this morning. So I'm actually, I've had a few internet dramas this morning. So I'm actually hotspotting my phone. So uh, excuse me if I cut out. That will be annoying, won't it? It wouldn't be annoying. So, oh, very good. No, no, that one's my water. I've got my thermos of tea and my green juice as well. It's all, it's all going on for me. So, uh, hi and welcome everybody to another edition of Bite Size Conversations with me, Kylie Mowbray Allen from Hello Media, and Jenny Walk from Elephant in the Room Consulting. Hello, everybody. Nice to be here with you, Jenny. Let's. Uh, what, what are we doing, talking about today? I'm excited about this topic. I'm excited. We're talking about communications. And I love this topic because you and I talk about this a lot. And we talk about it from different ways because it impacts our business in such different ways. But it's still such an important and foundational thing for business. Yes, I did a, actually did a communications degree and um, many, many, many years ago. And I truly believe it's at the basis of everything everything 100%. i'm totally with you and i ran a the workshop for our content collective group coaching program we had a three-hour workshop last week and one of the big things we talked about is the importance of communication or i mean we call it content these days because it's literally anything that you say in public or anywhere but about bridging that gap and i think we often forget that some people just like to talk but really communication is about bridging that gap between what i know and what you know so that we can actually come together and have a really great connection and conversation and that's what I love about the way that you describe your social media or digital marketing communications and the way that I do it from a business strategy perspective. Yes. And you know that clients often believe that they've got their branding all under control because they've got a logo. But then I say, particularly in my um, group coaching and my one-on-one -on -one coaching, I'm like, hang on a second, let's just rewind and let's talk about your branding at the very beginning. Because your branding isn't just your logo, it's your it's everything about the way you put your business out into the world. And of course, you're the one behind the business. So that means for me also a big part of that is your voice and the way that you communicate. So when you're thinking about the way that, you, the way that you're presenting your business in terms of words, then does your business say, hey, shitheads, where you might say that in your personal life, that might be your style of talking with your friends, but is that going to be your style of talking in your business? And I'm often astounded whether it comes in in newsletters or whether I see it on businesses' stories on Instagram, et cetera, and they're using the F-bomb repeatedly. And I'm like, 
well, that's an interesting choice. And it's absolutely up to the, you know, to the individual in the business, how they want to present it. But I'm always intrigued and surprised. How, and that's um, such a good point though, isn't it? Because we forget that the way people receive us, and particularly these days, when we've had the last year of, you know, everything being online, like everything we do now, or at least 95% of what we do is now online. And so it changes the way that we connect with people and they're reading and seeing us first before they're seeing us in person. So they're not getting all those 90% of, you know, the, the body cues that we used to rely on to see who the real person is. They're having to rely on that written content or things like Facebook Live. And it does make a difference when you're using language that is really polarizing. Now you might want to do that, but we forget that we have to have this consistency with persona. And in fact, I was talking about that with a colleague yesterday who they redesigned their programs. And we looked at all her different programs and we realized each one had a different voice. And she's been struggling with getting her content and getting that kind of clear message. But when we took a look and said, well, each of your programs are saying different things to the market. So no wonder you're confused because other people will be confused too. Yes, absolutely. Jenny, I also was having a discussion with a colleague about this yesterday. And that was in um, the way that you show up on Zoom, for example. So I liken it to if I go and teach a workshop and we're in a room together, you're not going to do that, are you? No. You're actually going to sit there and you're going to make eye contact with you. And if you're not making eye contact with me, I'm going to try and change the way I deliver it because I want you to be wanting to look up and be interested. And obviously you're gonna write notes sometimes, but we're gonna be engaging. So when people turn up to a Zoom workshop or something like that, and they're like this because they've got their, their camera turned off, I find that that's a struggle. And well, the worst one is like this, when they're looking at the kids and they're using the top of their head the whole time, right? And you're not actually or, getting- Or this one, where you just get up their nose. <laughs> where a guy did that his whole the whole time he was on the zoom webinar his phone was literally sitting underneath his nose and looking up his mouth and he kept wanting to talk and it was lovely that he wanted to share but it was so distracting to see it. but it does impact and that's it's a really great point because communication is not just what we say it's how we present it and how we show up isn't it yes absolutely so my major for that degree of communications was in tv and radio and radio really is no different to um how we would do now for example with podcasts and all of that kind of thing so actually your voice has to have a lot of personality into it because who's going to listen if you're just talking like that in a monotone and so which is the same as when you're in person there's all the tiny little things about your body gestures all add up to what it is you're presenting. But when we're on Zoom, all you're seeing is this, that's it. So if I'm presenting like this, and that's going to be super boring. So I need to be a little bit animated. That said, though, sometimes if I ever watch them back and I'm like, Kylie, just calm down. You're all like, <laughs> stop I'm it. It's always Pardon? that comment, geez, you've got a lot of energy. And I was, I'm always wondering when someone says you've got a lot of energy, is that like a good thing or yeah. is it a bad thing? Because sometimes I do come across as, and particularly as I went, because you've seen, we, we presented together in person and I'm incredibly animated when I talk in person. I like to throw my hands around. In fact, my Garmin watch thinks I do like 10,000 steps every day just because <laughs> I wave my hands around. So you have this kind of, you know, gestures and this engagement but when you're on Zoom, I'm always worried about how often am I playing with my hair? Because I do that so often. That's why I ended up being 
Zoom a year ago is putting it in a ponytail because I know that it can be distracting in this forum. So I'm trying really hard not to do that today. But we do that. We forget about our interactions. And when it is just shoulders and head, how do you maintain connection? So what is your tip for that? Because you do so much webinars. I mean, you're doing 20 plus hours a week, I think, of webinar training and, and coaching online at the moment. How do you maintain that connection and engagement and bring some of that personality when we're online? Um, I think because I I naturally just have a fair bit of energy anyway. So it doesn't matter to me whether it's one o'clock in the, in the afternoon or eight o'clock in the morning. I'm still, you know, yeah. if we're ready to learn, let's get into it. And in fact, I was just thinking yesterday when I was having more internet problems that I'm so much more productive with one hour with a client on Zoom or one hour in a webinar or something like that than I am one hour by myself in my office trying to get work done. I'm trying to pump it out, but it, I'm certainly not as productive as I am in, in this sort of format or, or, you know, with someone sitting there with me. So it's interesting, isn't it? So how, how we all do it. So I think for everybody, it's different. It's how we... Um, it's it's our own energy levels and, and how we do it, probably, I'd say. It's interesting when we talk about communication because I, I've been watching a lot of webinars lately, particularly on some of the clients who are in our coaching programs, and I know you do a lot of webinars with your clients through the little Facebook Lives and the Zooms. And it's been really interesting for me to watch the different styles of people and how they've evolved over the last 12 months when people didn't really like Zoom and there was a lot of restriction and there was a lot of kind of, I'm not really sure how to work this. And, you know, our favorite, the, you know, in the Wikipedia, I'm sure the, the most said term this year is, you know, you're on mute or, yeah. or unmute yourself because that's just become prevalent in everything we do. But even those nuances, it's creating a whole new ritual and norms around communication, isn't it, this online format in terms of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable now. Yes, absolutely. And I was talking with someone in a discovery call yesterday and, um, talking about how she can transform her business because at the moment she's getting less and less clients because she's locally based and I said you know let's put it online let's completely change it let's get you group coaching and all sorts of offerings and you could just see her eyes sparkle she said I never mm. thought about it but I'm so excited in fact by the middle of this year I hope I'll be doing no more face-to-face -face. and then we talked about that when we have this big similarity is that when I did you know, probably 30% of my clients were local and were face-to-face. -face. So I would greet them. We would make a cup of tea. We'd bring it into the office. We'd sit there. There'd be some small talk. We'd have our session. I'd escort them out. They'd go to the car. I'd wave them off. We'd sometimes talk about the weather or whatever. It's almost double the time um, because of the, the session time and then all the extra time around it. So I'm so much more productive and can help so many more people in business because I just go boom, boom, boom with my Zooms. So she's, wow. I, yesterday, I mean, I think yesterday, this week has been the day of Zooms or phone calls for me. And but what I'm loving about that productivity is that even telephone calls, like in the old days, if you wanted to talk to a colleague because we were co-located, you'd have that same issue. But because we're all working remotely now, people pick up the phone and will actually have that conversation on phone, on, on, um, over the phone. So whether it's Zoom or telephone calls, what I'm finding is more people are having a phone call and having a conversation about it and, and getting stuff done and being productive rather than the traditional I'll email back and forth 
or we'll do a meeting and we'll run a meeting that takes 10 hours and all those things. It's becoming so much more productive because we realize now that time is precious, that we want to be able to be, you know, get in, get it done and then give us freedom and space to be able to do those other things we need to do to support our business. Absolutely. And I'd love also to talk about written communication. Oh, because it's a, yeah, it's a <laughs> big one for me. So let's talk about the negatives first. So yep. the first bit for me is that there's just too many places that it's going on from clients that, that like I've literally got clients that will text me at 6.30 on a Sunday morning, which I just find extraordinary or 11.30 on a Saturday night. Now I'm not going to reply and say, hey, don't do this because maybe they think it's my work phone or whatever, or I don't know what they think but I purposely don't ever answer till a Monday morning. And then I will send a text and respond to, to what it is that they've asked. Um, but there's not only just text, there's WhatsApp, there's Messenger, there's email, there's the private message through your business page, through your personal. There's just so many places that is out of control. Oh, you know, direct messaging through Instagram. What about LinkedIn? What about Twitter? All of the places. So it's really intense. So I've really tried to put some things in place so for example with clients we set up um these support teams on messenger and so there's no more emails going on and yeah. so that their links to their next zoom is in the messenger group there any questions they've got to ask they want to ask it in the is in the messenger group firstly i love it because a you can see when they've seen the message or they can see when you've seen the message and b it's so easy to see that thread you know and yeah. open it up on a big screen and go oh there it is it's easy to see the attachments and all that Whereas with email, as you know, we don't know when that person has received it and read it and have the attachments arrived correctly and oh, all of that stuff going on. So for me, email has become more and more of a pain. But also I think that messages can be very misconstrued and particularly in a text message. You know, some people are very short and sharp in a text message, but they're actually a warm, lovely person. It's just their style of texting. So um, I think there's so much to discuss around that. So that's kind of the negatives for me is there's too many places and there's too many ways in written, in written form that it can be misunderstood. And if we're in a rush, like I might just reply to you in a text with your question and I might reply with yes. And that might come across to you as, oh, she's a bit sharp today or a bit short or something. But yeah. from my end, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm replying while I can, you know, yeah. so... It's, it's a great point though and I, I think the, the challenge is and I deal with a lot of clients who are or work with a lot of clients who are dealing with overwhelm because of the different communications and so one of the key things that I do from a to actually help mitigate some of those things is to say where do you want to communicate with your with your clients and, and set that up so you arrange it so that if this is where you want to communicate well you let people know that you direct them to where you want to communicate so if you're happy to do email you can say, hey, reach out to me on email or reach out to me on direct message or reach out via this channel. And when you do that, I find it helps create a clear pathway to kind of navigate through that space. And you can do that with the chatbot on Messenger. If you don't actually want to have a you know, conversational messenger, you've done beautifully in doing that with your automation through your messenger on hellomedia.team on, on Facebook. And so, and when I do the same thing through email, I like email because I like the trail and I like conversation and I attach things and I probably over communicate a little bit. But for me, it creates a really great story that I can go back to for my clients. But then I know a lot of my clients love Messenger and I'm becoming such a fan of Messenger, particularly for my group coaching programs. I know you do the same thing. And having that trail and allowing to share resources, it does create a community through a Messenger group. 
So I think the key for that is around how do we set boundaries around our communications about where people communicate with us and how. And it's our job to set those expectations and boundaries. It's not our job to just respond anytime and any day. I mean, I have clients like you who are at crazy times of the day and night email me and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it is Sunday night or it is ridiculous in the morning. Like I have that, I'm up every morning doing gym at the moment, but I'm not going to answer an email before 7 a.m. Because to me, 7 a.m. is like a reasonable time from a business perspective to respond so we have to set those boundaries don't we when we're building communication structures with our clients yes but that's so interesting that you've said it that that's an email at unusual times because i've always thought email at unusual times is fine because i'm not actually going to look at them till monday morning so it doesn't matter when they send it all weekend long for me it's more the text messages i think because it feels so much more personal but also when i've like not responded over the weekend then it's getting lost down the down the way whereas an email will sit there until i've read it very clearly needing to be answered so i find that one a little tricky but i also don't mind if they send a private message you know through facebook um during the weekend either and i'm not necessarily going to respond then either but somehow that doesn't seem as as invasive as a text message, a text message. And, and maybe it's because we still have the view around person the, the telephone number i mean the telephone number is such a private thing yes. yes you can find our number everywhere i mean you google my name and i think my phone number is on every single platform possible yes. so if i wanted a private number i failed on that side right but, <laughs> but our phone number is our phone is still our phone and so I have the same opinion as you. My phone is not, you know, while I have my number out there, it's not actually the convenience of others. It's for my convenience. So mm. I use my phone for me. So I have this, my position is I will answer the phone call when I, when I have the time and space or even the text message to do so properly. So I can have a text message sitting there for a whole day and not respond. And my partner who doesn't like the numbers on the screen freaks out because he can see all these, you know, the numbers piling up on messenger or phone calls. <laughs> I need to have the right headspace to respond sometimes. So I'll be like, okay, I've got those messages and I block some time out in my diary and I go, okay, that's the time to respond or return phone calls because we don't have to answer the phone just because it rings. But we sometimes have created that environment or the belief that you have to. Your phone's ringing, you need to answer it. But there's nothing worse when you're on a phone call or on a coaching call and someone's phone ringing. Like, hang on, I just need to go and answer this call. We're like, hang on. What's going on? So there's all those <laughs> etiquettes that sit around communications that I think definitely go into that negative file. But what's the positive sides of these communications in terms of all the different platforms also adds value to your business though, doesn't it? Because people can connect with you in so many different ways. Definitely. And I think it's so important to what you said about setting boundaries. So my mistake in the early days was saying to people, which clearly I don't do anymore, but in the very early days I did. And I said, what's your best way to communicate? Would you like to communicate with email from with me or messenger, et cetera, et cetera? Big mistake, because you're right. It's what suits us in business, not what suits our clients. In fact, I've only got one client that doesn't messenger with me and emails. And that's purely because she refuses to use Facebook. Curious, isn't it? But there you go. <laughs> so, um, and you know, I'd love, I'd love to bring that up about the new clubhouse, which I'm really, really loving. But already I'm frustrated right from the very first day I was using it 
because we can't send a message. There's no written word anywhere at all. So I was listening to an amazing room and I wanted to just send a little message to the speaker and say, hey, that was fantastic. Thank you. But you can't. So you, what people are doing is connecting up their Instagram and then you can send them a direct message through there, which is great. But I still haven't worked out what Clubhouse is other than just kind of like essentially the, a new version of a party line where you just kind of sit somewhere and listen to people <laughs> and kind of choose to interact if you need to. But well, I'll get there eventually. I'm just a bit of a slow adopter with things like that. But I'm in the space. I just haven't listened. <laughs> we should definitely do a whole session on Clubhouse um, be because it is, it is absolutely extraordinary. I'm learning so much and I'm hearing a lot of people saying how they're monetizing it in their business and, and doing incredible things. But never before have we had such free access to incredible gurus in our niches that we want to be following and not paid a penny for it. So it's just amazing. And because there's still so few people on it um, and with it being, you know, only iOS devices, et cetera. So as soon as that all opens up, it's, it's no doubt going to change. But at the moment, to be able to get into a room with one of your top people that you follow and just hear them with some amazing golden nuggets, it's, it is phenomenal. So that's definitely a big topic for discussion another time. But yeah, I'm definitely, definitely loving that. But on to positives around this. Um, I definitely love that if I can't get hold of somebody, I've got other ways to try. <laughs> so particularly if it's urgent, like with my team, if then if it's something really urgent and they're not responding on Messenger and I can see that they're not, that they haven't actually seen it, so I can quickly send a WhatsApp. So that's great. I really like that I can do that. That doesn't always work either, but um, at least it's there as an option, which is great. So what about you, Jenny, about positives, about the, the, all the different ways that people can get in touch with us? I think what it's allowed people to do is change the way they work. I guess for me, I, I look at communications both from the what the message we're sharing, but we're talking about the practicality of how we communicate with our team and with our clients. What I like is the fact is we have so many different options so we can work in the way we want to work. So I use Slack and Asana. I know you use Asana as well. And I think you use Slack on occasion, but I love Slack and I have a couple of clients that we do a lot of, a lot of communication goes through Slack so that we can actually see history, attach files, connect and actually answer really quick questions on a format that you can use on across all devices as a lot of them do. But what, having the different ways of communicating for, for the client, people who like to work with their teams visually, there's Facebook Messenger, there's Video Messenger, there's Zoom, and then, you know, Microsoft Teams, which is what I use. There's lots of different ways to do it. And so what I love as a positive is that we can choose how we want to work. And so one of the biggest challenges, I think, with the move to online digital is if, you're, if you are someone who likes an extroverted person who likes to talk through ideas, then trying to find a platform that works for you but it was hard in the early days. And if you're an introvert who actually liked being able to just read and reflect and respond in their own time, it was like a godsend when we had to do this shift. So now we have so many different opportunities to create a space for us to connect with on our own terms. One of my clients uses Microsoft Teams a lot for chat, but what's great about it is we can be chatting. And if you want to jump on a video call, you literally just join videos straight away in the same way you do with Messenger in the chat in Microsoft Teams. And then the recording is held in that platform, plus all your conversations and all your notes. So that consolidation means that I can work really closely and collaborate on my terms. And so I think one of the biggest positives about the way communication is evolving in the at the moment for personal, for business, and that crossover is the opportunity to, to really feel comfortable 
in your own space and 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 be at your best you know at your best and your greatest potential because you're working how you want to work yes absolutely i think that's the key takeaway from today is that we now have the ability to choose exactly what suits us and what yeah. suits the way that we're going to work with the various clients around the world and and in our own country and we can do it at the time that suits us like for example we could do this at say 6am if that suited us but then put it out there for anybody to watch at any time so that's an amazing that's an amazing thing about technology isn't it that that it really is down to what works best for us what are our boundaries and how do we want to communicate with the world with our um with our potential clients with people that are interested in following us and and with our clients and even down to what do you call a discovery call for example no so that's the, that's the, that seems to be the chat this week and i think a lot of the different groups i mean is what do we call the call when we're trying to talk to clients is it a chat i call it let's get to know each other some people call it a discovery call there's like the strategy session so many different names that we can use for that and it really does spark a different intention in the brain doesn't it when you have all those different names Yes, I love the, dis I call it a discovery call because for me, we're going to discover each other and we're going to discover if we're going to like to work together perhaps. And if yeah. we're not, what I often will do is I'll, I'll know right away if I'm not going to be able to help them. So I'll be able to recommend other people. And so during that discovery call, I'll write some e-intros and set up times for them to meet with other people. And that feels really good. So there's so many different ways I think that discovery call resonates with me that name but yeah I've seen it as so many other names and you're right as soon as you hear whatever it is that you've called it it says something to you and you instantly get an idea of of what that is what I like about what you said then in that initial piece is that it's actually about starting from scratch and I guess maybe it's my planning budding coming out here is saying that understanding what is your intention with your communication what are you trying to achieve with that communication and, and who it is that you're talking to when we start with that question and we're answering that question first and what we're trying to get out of the communication that allows us to really choose the the, the platform or the channel we want to talk to so much more easily because i know a lot of my clients are doing that well i've just got to be on everywhere because everybody's on everywhere but when we stop and say hang on a second most of my clients may not be on there or they might be occasionally but i only want to talk to them in this in this language or in this style so i might only talk to them on linkedin or in fact i only want to talk through a really visual meme meme so therefore i'll choose instagram because it's more that kind of visual connection they can see the whole you know your whole um grid come up on instagram and they get a sense of who you are and you can tell a story in a much more fluid way than perhaps you can on facebook or linkedin and one of the other platforms but so having that idea, opportunity to say, what am I here for? What am I trying to get out of the communication? I love that you started with that because for me, that's everything. It's getting clarity about what, what do I want my communication to be? How am I going to show up? How does it, how do I connect? And also then, is it going to work for my business and my team? How much training do I need? So if I find a new piece of software or a great new communication tool, I always ask myself, how long is it going to take me to learn this? How long is it going to take me to, te to teach my team? Because some people just choose the shiny thing, but we don't think about the broader impact on how it's going to impact affect the business as well, or just our time. I couldn't agree more. And you know, we've talked before about the shiny thing. It's such a thing, and I really determined <laughs> this year is not about the shiny things. <laughs> so about the dull things this year. It's all about yeah. <laughs> it's like just don't be distracted by the shiny things. <laughs>
it's going to be an interesting year that's for sure i'm excited for the growth in a more structured way and um making plans and things like that but definitely helping people more with their communication and so what i have coming up next week is a one-day masterclass on chatbot how to why you need it how to set it up and it will actually be giving you the chatbot your personality that you want it to have which isn't necessarily your personality but you know what i mean so you're not trying to pretend that it's um a real person that it's actually really clear that it's your chatbot because since we did that with hello media on on messenger what a difference it's made that's just one area i don't even need to go and look at because they get all the information they need from there and then it's it's just fantastic i love it so i'm really really looking forward to helping people with that uh next week so if anybody wants to know more about that um let us know in the comments and we can I love send how we connect focus because you're great about that technology and how to leverage the digital technology for your communications through all the different social medias website google plus all the different platforms we connect with and you're so great at doing that whereas i like to sit in the other end of the piece and say now what are we going to say and how are we going to say it yeah let's make that message clear and so i love the synergy between the work that you're doing and i know you do that with your clients too but with my you know with the coaching programs we run it's so focused on the clarity of what is your message and crafting your message and making it compelling and making it sound like you and making sure it resonates well with the people around you so i love that that you know, at one side, we're getting that technical knowledge and you're helping build that technical skill, which we need so and so important. And it's so hard to build that when you don't have an expert like you helping us do that versus my side, which is more about the let's do kind of the fluffy, creative, fun stuff, which I love doing, which is the writing piece. No, I totally love that too, Jenny. I really, it's definitely my jam, probably way more than the tech side. But I know, but what I've done though with the tech side is that I get, we bring in that personality into the writing that we're putting into, because of course you make your chatbot, you write whatever you want it to say. So um, I re that's really my thing too, is pulling that writing in. So it's got the right voice. And it's so fun building a chatbot with your personality or it's its own personality. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. So Jenny, how can people, how can people get in touch with you, Jenny? So people can find me on at Elephant in the Room AU on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, so it's at Elephant in the Room AU. Also my website, eitrconsulting.com. Uh, most of the content that we put out in terms of events and the coaching programs can all be found through Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, our website has some uh, other great things like blogs, uh, but we do have two coaching programs that we're running. And of course, my fabulous retreat in that in and six month coaching program in, in February. So anyone's interested in learning to get some clarity in their business, reach out and let's have a chat. Ginny, I'm so hoping they don't close those borders again anytime soon. And then I can get to that. Oh, cause you just don't know what's going on at the moment. Do you? I know it's so, so scary frustrating. Yeah, so frustrating. Well, I really look forward to that with you. If, uh, if that is all, I shouldn't say if, should I? I just when? am I really looking open. forward to yeah. that. And, and uh, we can get in contact with you through Facebook as hellomedia.dreamteam, Instagram on hellomedia.team, and my website is hellomedia.team. So I look forward to uh, connecting again next week. So what's our topic for next week, Jenny? Do we do we have a plan on that? Um, actually, it's funny that you ask. Um, I was going to look. I was going to suggest take, and we started last week with goal setting. This week's about communications. I thought we should actually have a uh, 
conversation next week about taking stock in your business about what you want to do for 2021. Not about goal setting, not about plans, but where you see your business going and how often people actually reflect on what they're trying to achieve with their business. Because what you're doing is about connecting people with their clients. I'm talking about building structure, but what are we doing that for? Why are we building this business and why do we want to connect with clients? And I thought next week, it's, we're getting to the end of January. It's a great time to stop and think, what are we trying to achieve with our business? from both communications and a structured perspective. I love it and you wouldn't believe it, but I just put that question in at maybe one o'clock last night into one of my Facebook groups. Exactly that, what are your wow. big ideas for this year? What are your little ideas for this year? Obviously they're both equally important, but what is it that is your big plan? So yeah, and I thought yeah. that's a really good time for us to do that end of the first month and actually so people thinking about plans for the future. Awesome. Well, I'm excited about that. And I look forward to chatting with you at 9.15 my time, 8.15 your time next Friday. So thanks, Jenny, for your time again. And thanks, everyone that joined us. <clears throat> Excuse me. Love our I, Friday chats. Yes, me too. I'll see you next week then. Thanks. See you later. Bye now. Bye.